This episode of The Canadian Expat was originally produced on video for YouTube. To watch the video, go to YouTube and search for Canadian Expat. Welcome back to The Canadian Expat, where we continue on our journey speaking with Canadians that are living abroad so that we might gain a bit of inspiration, obtain a, a bit of advice perhaps, and maybe hear a few cautionary tales. Today, we go to New Zealand. With a population of just over 10% of Canada's and a geographical footprint that is only about two-thirds that of Newfoundland and Labrador, New Zealand consistently punches above its weight in almost every measure. It is culturally a diverse nation that boasts one of the most temperate climates in the world and is home to amazing cities with Auckland about the same size as Montreal, but New Zealand also declared one-third, yes over 33% of its geography as protected parks. It has produced amazing artists and athletes with New Zealand being home to of course the New Zealand All Blacks, arguably the most famous rugby team in the world. New Zealand is also home to today's guest, Gillian Cormier. Originally from Cape Breton Island, she moved to the capital of New Zealand, Wellington, a good-sized city located at the southernmost tip of the Northern Island. Gillian moved there in October of last year, and we are thrilled to have her with us. Gillian? Welcome to the Canadian Expat. Thank you. So things are going well there. You've uh, adjusted. You've been there, what, almost seven months now? That's right. Um, so I arrived just before Halloween, um, which they don't really celebrate down here. And um, I guess it's about seven, eight months later. Um, so I've been told that I've landed on my feet and I like think I have as well. Fantastic. So I kind of an interesting story. I understand that you're living with some people that you met on public transportation. What's That's that right. story about? So when I decided to move over, I landed in Auckland and thought um, I need I need to go somewhere else. This just feels like a big city, and I don't know if that's New Zealand. So I went up to Wahiki Island, which is not very far from Auckland, but it is in time very far from Auckland because you're you're living on island time there and it's a 40 minute ferry commute but just very remote from the rest of the world so I moved there and I fell in love with the place immediately I went there for three nights not knowing what I would do next and um, decided to sign up for a vineyard I like drinking wine I thought I could serve other people wine and I applied for three jobs that day and was offered three jobs the same day. So um, I started living on the island and really loving it, going to the beach every morning, going fishing, meeting like-minded people. And then on New Year's Day, I had the day off on the daytime and I met these people on a bus that were there for their anniversary and they're in their 50s and it was, they're Kiwi people. They had never been to Mahiki Island before even though it's part of their country and not, not hard for them to get to. 
And I said, oh, my intention is to get down to Wellington, the capital city, eventually after I have a bit of fun here in the summer and uh, go go get a job that's more in my field of, of study and background. And they said, well, if you ever come, look us up. So I did, because I don't know anyone in this country. And, you know, one cell phone number is, is, is a good feeling when you don't know anyone in a foreign country. So they told me I had an interview set up later on in February, a couple months after that. And I told them I would be in town. They said, come have dinner with us, come stay with us. I did, it was just one night. And they said, you know, depending on how things go, you're welcome to come here and stay with us until you get your feet on the ground. So um, I didn't think I would, I would impose for too long if that was to happen. I thought maybe a couple nights, but timing just worked out. Their oldest son was graduating from high school and going to play pro cricket abroad and his giant bedroom and car became available and kind of the hole in the family um, was vacant for me <laughs> to swoop in and let them help me um, while their son is playing cricket overseas. Um, so these two strangers from a bus that I met have completely adopted me. They've invited me to their Christmas family party that's I don't know it feels like another year away but they're already incorporating me into their family events um we have dinner together every night I'm actually just celebrating the the lady of the house's 55th birthday with her girlfriends so I'm very much tied into their life now and um it, it must feel it must feel amazing to be uh, welcomed like that into a home. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I knew nobody coming here. And these people just opened the doors for me and said, do what you need to do. So moving to Wellington, of course, you didn't have a place to stay. You didn't have a, a job there either. Do you have a do you have work now? Or are you set up? And Yeah, um, one of the tips I received from my the lady of who I live with, um, her best friend told me to go with a recruiter in the city, which I wasn't my first immediate thought to do. I just thought I'd search online for jobs, but the way to go in the city is to go with a recruiter. And so I did. And then days later I was doing interviews with every recruiter in town. And then a couple of days after that, I was signing up for my government job. Um, so now I'm working with the national government. And I've just been offered a position for a 13-month contract. I was in a three-month contract, and now I'm going to a 13-month one. And hopefully that will lead to a residency ticket, which is my, which is my dream or my hope and my, my intention. So I understand that your, or you, you had as a dream to move to New Zealand for quite some time. Yeah. What, had you been to New Zealand before or what was the, what spurred on that that desire? I think it's just something I just recently started started talking about even though it's been in the back of my mind since I was a young girl. Um I would have been a young girl before we used internet and you know Google and many movies. So I didn't know much about New Zealand it just seemed fascinating to me and I remember my grade eight teacher assigned us a project to write about our future 
and I had written that I would live in New Zealand. And I've traveled a lot. I've I love Canada. Love Canada. I've lived all over Canada as well. And um it just feels like I saved the best for last. So I've arrived as soon as I got to the airport in Auckland, I arrived at five in the morning. There's nobody around. I didn't have a plan. I just knew I had arrived where I was meant to be. So um my parents don't love hearing that. <laughs> but it's been very fulfilling and the country is stunning and it's just, everything feels right. And I, I highly recommend people come visit the country. Fantastic. So on that note, do you have any sort of advice to those people that are maybe considering New Zealand? Yeah, I'd say be prepared. I think, like I said, I was saving the best for last. I've traveled a lot already. Once you're down here, you're pretty far from the rest of the world extremely far so if you're still curious about other pockets of the world or other countries like I imagine a lot of the audience here is um go do that because once you're down here you're you're removed um but that's part of the the ideal of it too like a lot of times I don't know what day of the week it is a lot of times I never hear Donald Trump's voice a lot of times you just it's a really laid-back lifestyle so I think if you want to see a few other places that are, are big because the cost to get off these islands in the country are, are pricey as you can imagine. And it's far and it's an ordeal. So I think that was, that would be my number one advice. And that goes for like packing, like things are you're living on an Island and down on the Southern hemisphere, like things cost a lot to get here. Um, so pack well, um, be smart about it. I packed winter jackets and boots, things that I thought might be hard to come by down here in a country that doesn't really winter well. So um, I brought I brought all my legal paper that I would need in case I did end up liking it. So just to think ahead, because once you're down here, you're you're down here. Uh, you've touched a, a little bit on this, but I've I've heard that New Zealand is a very pricey place to be. Yeah. Can you give us a indication of you know, how expensive is it down there? Well, I've there's only very few things I found for lesser money than it is at home in Canada. And like, ironically, one of those things is maple syrup. Um, and maybe I'm only thinking about the grocery store, but parchment paper and spices are the other two things. <laughs> Otherwise, things are pretty pricey. Um, but that being said, the intrinsic things like freedom and your quality of life and your your connection to nature and your ability to be on a, a, a nature walk within your city limits is at the doorstep. So it depends how you price things that mean something to you. Right. Of course. Amazing. Now, what about the Canadian community down in, in Wellington in particular? Have you had an opportunity to meet other Canadians? Is there a, a an organized Canadian community in the city? Yeah, so I'm happy you asked because I've since up on Mahike, I met a lot of travelers, a lot of backpackers. And it was easy to meet people because we we're all kind of the society there. But since coming down to Wellington, where the society is established, um, career people, government, university, um, urban dwellers, um, the backpackers aren't a huge majority. So 
there are Facebook groups that the country uses as well, um, probably more frequently than my Canadian communities I've been part of do still. Like it's Facebook's still the number one kind of group messaging method. Um, I've joined those groups like Canadians in Wellington, Canadians in New Zealand, and they've been pretty fruitful for me. Um, I've met one girl who I consider my first friend in this city. She just posted once about where she could get a Caesar drink in the city. And I thought, this girl seems cool. I should know her. And then I clicked on her and we saw I saw that we had four mutual friends from back home in Cape Breton. And so right away we had instant connection. Um, another person I I going to move out of my family home here, the Kiwi homes eventually just to set myself up and give them their home back. So I posted about anyone knowing of accommodation places in the, in the city. And a lot of people wrote back just because we have the mutual Canadian connection to try and help me with Canada looming um, within the next three weeks or so. Lots of people have chat about what we're doing to celebrate there's also pride in the Toronto Raptors just winning the NBA finals. Um, so that's those little messages from Facebook that I used to probably just put to the wayside um, back in my daily life living in Canada now mean a whole lot more because you have a community, even though you don't see them every day, you know that they're there through, through the internet. I understand that you're writing a book currently. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Um, I guess I'm an adventurous person. So I, a few years ago, I put an ad online to my, to bring a date to my best friend's wedding. I had become single and I didn't want to go to the wedding as a single person. So I put an ad online and it went viral and I received a lot of applicants and um, my date um, turned out to be like catalog worthy. He was perfect. And the whole experience was just hands down, like an exceptional story. So now when I meet up with friends or their friends, they want me to tell the story because it's just really nice to hear about and how strangers can become, become a really nice part of your life. Um, so I thought, well, I'm down here in the seclusion, or at least right now, initially, while I'm I'm building a community and stuff, and I don't have my family around, and I don't have these long-term friendships, I could start writing um, this story so that every time we go out and people prompt me on the story question, I could just say, here's the book. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm hoping you're, you'll uh, add in a Canadian expat slash New Zealand component to that story. I, oh, sure. I would love to, yeah. With that, thanks again, uh, Jillian, for, for joining us. I truly appreciate it. It's, uh, we wish you all the best. Thank you. So thank you very much for, for watching this episode. If you've enjoyed the content, make sure you hit that like button. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And also comment below if you'd like to participate. We'd love to hear about your experience as a Canadian expat, wherever you might be. Until next time, thanks so much. Uh...